Welcome back to Out of Range. I'm Craig. I'm Laura. This is your semi-regular <laughs> podcast where we talk about all real things diabetes. No comment on that? You nailed it. So how have you been, Laura? I've been all right. What's going I've on? I've had a week. I've always had a week. I know. Hi. Do you do think I... it's every week is like this, or is it just the weeks right before we record? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Tuesday. Yesterday? Today's Wednesday. Yeah, yesterday. Garrett and I planned this really lovely day to Malibu, which is not close to us. And How far away are we? It took us an hour and a half to get there. Okay. It's a beach. For those of you that don't know. And we packed this like really beautiful picnic lunch to eat while we were out there. And we pull into the parking spot at the beach and he's like checking the surf. And I go to test my blood sugar before we walk. You had to like walk down this thing to get to the sand. And I realized I forgot my diabetes supplies at home. Oh. Which the all of them, <laughs> everything. I mean, I had my Dexcom on me. But the first time I had done that was when I left it here, which was not long ago. No. And there's a part of me that didn't want to tell him because he had been like waiting to serve. It goes back to the whole burden thing. And luckily, I mean, I don't know what I would have done. I, I, I didn't eat because I was getting, I didn't eat breakfast. Mm -hmm. I had half an avocado and coffee because I didn't want, because I knew that we'd be eating lunch there and we were like running out the door. So the whole time my Dexcom said I was like 115, 111. If I had been high and I would like probably would have been much more vocal about it. How high would you have to be? If to, I like, were in the 200s to, or like, if, the day. if it were even like a diagonal arrow up, like above 150, I probably would be like, this is not going to work out. So I somehow lucked out that I was 110 and I, f I told him in the, his first, his first response, he was like, well, we have to go home. And I was like, no, we just drove an hour and a half. You want to surf. I wanted to lay on the sand and read a book. I don't want to drive all the way. That would have been like three hours in the car. So I texted you guys, you and James. You kind of calmed me down. What did I, I say? I guess. Well, you were like, okay, I, you said you have like three options. You can either not eat. I can eat and go a little high or I can go home. Yeah. And like none of those sounded appealing to me. So I called another friend who lives in Santa Monica. And oh, that wasn't like, good enough? No. And he's like, look, I have insulin if it comes down to it. But he said the same thing. He said, if you go a little high, just use your body for what it can do and like go for a walk if it I starts said. going up. I was like, okay. So I didn't eat the whole time I was there. I like that my advice wasn't enough. <laughs> I sat there, I was like, star. I was pretty much starving myself because my blood sugars were staying at 110 yeah. steady. And I was just so hungry. I was just drinking water to fill myself up. And then we had brought these sandwiches. So at the end of the trip, I was like, I can't be in the car. Like, luckily, the surf was, the waves were really bad. So Garrett didn't even want to stay too long. So we were only there for like two hours, maybe, and my blood sugars were fine. But then right before we left, I'm like, I'm going to be like hangry. I'm going to have a hunger headache. Like, I need something in my body. So we brought these like chicken sandwiches. So I just ate the chicken out of the bread. Yeah. And as soon as I ate it, I started going up. I went from like 111 to 250 diagonal arrow up. 
I've noticed that if I just eat protein without carbs, like, and I, and I don't bolus, I'll go high. But they say you're supposed to bolus for half the protein. Right. But I thought it wouldn't make me go that You do high like up. the carbs minus the fiber plus half the protein to the square root of Right. I'm picturing like a beautiful light. mind with the chalkboard. And, and if it, like, the train leaves New York going yeah. 60 miles an hour and your blood sugar's so, <laughs> 120, how long until you die? So then I really got in my head and like I wasn't trying to be dramatic per se. <laughs> But it said I was like 250 going up and I was like, oh my God, I feel so high. Like I can't breathe. I'm like, yeah. I can't swallow. I need like water. I'm like chugging all the water in the car. I think I was really tired too. So I kept like closing my eyes and Garrett thought I was just like dying in the front seat. He kept being like, babe, stay up, stay awake, stay awake. And I was like, I know that it says that I'm in the 200s, but I guarantee when we get home, I'm going to be 400. Like I was just dead set that I was way higher than it was reading. But then I was like, Laura, come on, be logical. You d- haven't eaten eaten anything but chicken and half an avocado the entire day. There's no way you're going to shoot up to 400. But I was really convinced. So we get home. It takes, an, it takes another hour and a half to get home. And I tested. I was 2.30. So I just got up and I started eating. And you were fine? I was fine. Well, then, then we went to this, like, magic club. My blood sugars were perfect. Per- by perfect, I mean, like, I was 1.30 all night. I ate this giant meal. I was so hungry. I had like steak and mashed potatoes and even some ice cream and I got insulin and I tested hours after and I was still 1.30 and I'm like, this is crazy. Like I needed this so badly. So I get home and I started creeping up and I was like 186 diagonal out before bed. So I got a unit or maybe two, like an idiot. I had had a couple glasses of wine. Is that why you were an idiot? No, I'm saying I think this plays into the next event, last night's events. So I fall asleep at like 11, 2 a.m. I get an urgent low on my Dexcom. And I just don't trust my Dexcom ever. So I like the first thing I did was like grab my meter and I tested and I was 23. (laughs) Why don't you trust the Dexcom? Because it's always wrong. I get excited when my Dexcom is accurate. Let's put it that way. So I'm 23. I wake up Garrett. He brings me this giant glass of chocolate milk. Nothing. I felt like I was going to die. I drink this giant glass of chocolate milk. He gives me two dates. And I was like, I'm still hungry. I'm still hungry. I need ice cream. So he, like, puts this pint of ice cream in the – it was our enlightened ice cream. Puts it in the microwave. Thaws it. It's not zero carb. I eat an enti- this entire pint of ice cream. And then I was yeah. like, I need more. And I'm, like, shaking. And I kept feeling if I close my eyes, they want to open back up again. Like, if I close them, I'd be dead. Yeah. And I'm like sitting and I cry when I'm low like that. I start crying and I may, I'm sure it intensifies the situation so yeah. much more for him because I'm just like, I don't know. So then I eat a, re- a whole pack of Reese's peanut butter cup, two of them. And then I finally start feeling better and I just go, fuck, I'm about to be 700. Like I really processed everything I had just eaten. So then I we, waited. We didn't do a uh, language warning. Oh, yeah. Sorry. We cussed in this. I do a lot. Craig's. Craig does too. That's your warning. That's your warning. There might be more. Turn off now. That's just, the, be- like that's just the beginning. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go super high. So I waited. I didn't want to get insulin until I like started going Because well, you were in a similar situation. Yeah, but was I that low? Ago. I think I was like 36 maybe then. I mean. 
It doesn't matter. 20, what were you, 23? Yeah. 36? I mean, I feel like that's just a rounding error at that point. And I got insulin when I was 36. You ate like a slice of pizza and then you gave yourself like four units and went back to sleep. And yeah, then, but guess what, Craig? I still woke then up high that night. Your fiance then called me. Well, I told him to take me to the hospital that night. Yeah. Okay, so last night, I didn't I didn't want to make that same mistake, so I didn't get any insulin. Then I start going up, so I get three units. I'm like, that, I'll be safe. I go to sleep, and then I'm like, I can't just go to bed. So poor Garrett. Uh, how, am I, how many times have I said poor Garrett in this podcast? We set an alarm for every 15 minutes, and I just kept waking up and testing and waking up and testing. And I finally fell asleep, and I was like, I can't do I need to sleep. I work in the morning. I woke up. At 6 a.m. at 2.50, and I was going up, so I got two units. And then by the time I woke up, I was like 60, <laughs> and then I was low again. And then I was so fucking full from eating everything. Yeah. I couldn't even eat breakfast. So I ate like a Kind bar. Oh, this is what happened. So I eat a Kind bar. It's only 17 grams. I have that and some coffee, and I'm like, just don't get insulin, Laura. Don't. Because I was already, I was 60. So I drive to work. It took me like 30 minutes. This is like an hour after I ate. And I start going up again. I'm in the 200s. So I got insulin just to cover my bar. And then I dropped. Hmm. How's your day? <laughs> I feel like kind bars aren't that kind. To They're my really not. They're and terrible. now. Oh, and now. <laughs> it's all honey. I know. And I know. But I needed to eat something. But I was like so stuck. I mean, at what point? Do you do you sit down with Garrett and say, okay, when I'm this low, don't let me eat everything? He knows, but I am very convincing. When you're crying, yeah. saying you're going to die? When I wasn't vocalizing So why didn't you part. tell him to take you to the hospital this time? Because last time I was that low when I got insulin, and yeah. I thought there was no coming back from that. Why did you give insulin? Because I had eaten so many carbs and I knew I was going to go high eventually, but I didn't think to wait until I leveled. I had alcohol in me then too. Hmm. Last night had nothing to do with alcohol. I mean, I think that's maybe why I dropped, but that did, had nothing to do with my decision-making process. That other night did. It did. So anyway, now tonight I just went low after dinner. So I go to start my transmitter because I thought, I mean, the sensor because it was going to die. And it turns out my transmitter's dead. So now I have no idea what I am. <laughs> so, it's gonna be, uh, Does that feel good or bad, though? Bad. Okay. But it's probably for the best, because I'd probably start going diagonal up after those fruit snacks, and then I'd get insulin, and then I'd go low again, so. I mean, it's hard. it's hard to know just, like, through the antidotes of like going high, going low without looking at the data. And you know, I love the data. You're a data man. You know, capital T, capital D. And you know, I, I know for me, those Dexcom arrows, awful. I wish I could turn them off because they're so misleading. And I feel like I, I always react to the arrows and it always screws me. Yeah, I think we've talked about this so, before too. So there's there were some guidelines that came out a while ago. I think it was some endocrinologists went through this, and they looked at what your correction factor is. You know, one to twenty, twenty to fifty, fifty to seventy, seventy and over. 
and based on your Dexcom arrow, flat, slide up, slide down, mm-hmm. very up, very down, is how much insulin you should add or remove from your bolus when you're eating. So for example, Interesting. for me, if I'm, let's say 120, sitting down to eat and I have a slight up arrow, I should give myself an extra unit of insulin. And that will cover because, you know, the slide up means you're going up at a certain rate. So it kind of, mm-hmm. through the wonders of math and science, they determine that that's how much you need to like level yourself. So every time I do that, I will see myself going slide up. And then the very next dot, I'll give my insulin. Yeah, we've my mentioned unit, this. And then it levels. And then the next dot, I'm, oh, I'm only one point up. And now I'm like, okay, now I have to go find, you know, 15 grams of food to cover that extra unit. But I think I've been trying, because we've talked about this on that episode of how it is, and especially now we feel like the Dexcom arrows are even more sensitive or, yeah. or faster to change. So there are times now when I really have taken a step back and been like, don't, because I'll, I'll be low and then I eat. And then as soon as I see that diagonal up, I go, oh, I need insulin. Instead yeah. of just knowing that like, no, that's just me coming back up from my low, low, which is exactly why I treated the low. Yeah. So I won't get insulin, but then I just watch it go, go, go. And it continues. Like say I don't have a meal coming up then I'm just sitting there watching the diagonal keep rising. And at what point do you decide? And then when do I finally get insulin? Yeah. Are there rules about that? I feel like uh, I, I would know. actually really benefit from reading like a basic how to have diabetes because I'm just winging it. Maybe you've just had it so long that the the things you're doing now are just habit as opposed to habits, maybe bad habits you've just developed ever having it so long as opposed to like maybe this is what you should do. You need to like go back to remedial diabetes. I do. I need like type one for dummies. This is what you do. This yeah. is how long you wait. And again, I was just telling you every 15, 15 minutes, minutes when you're low. Yeah, but try telling that to someone who's 23. No, I know. I know. I've been there. So much easier said than done. I think if you're that low, you can kind of like. Yeah. Press the grams. limit. Yeah. I have no idea how many carbs I ate. But now I do really want to start taking precautionary steps. Like I was just telling you, I precautionary. Like I need like for these crazy nighttime blood sugars I've been having, because what's confusing to me is that I'll go to bed fine under 150. Yeah. And for some reason, something crazy happens in the middle of the night. I honestly have like a separate theory. No, like I think it sometimes has to do with my dreams. (laughs) Like I think I have really stressful dreams. And when I'm stressed in my sleep, it like doesn't stress most to make you go high, though. Well, but no, but when I wake up, high, I normally wake up at 250 when I go to bed at 120 straight arrow. So there's like, what am I supposed to do? Get in like when I'm dreaming, I wake up and like get a little half unit. Yeah. Which I can't do anyway. Because I can't I think get that's approved for half-unit yeah. things. That you're stuck with these large I know. corrections. And I do kind of, yeah, I know. And I'm not precise about what I do. I'm like a messy dad. In what way? Anything. Precise. Like, I won't be, if I eat and then I see myself going up, in fear that I'll go higher than I am going, I'll be like, well, I'll get extra insulin just in case I'm actually going to go high. 
And mm. then it's like, that wasn't going to happen. And now I just fucked myself again because now I'm going to go low. Yeah. I'm just like doing it to myself. But like I was, what I was saying was, I feel like I really need to have like a hard cut off of when I need to stop eating in the evening so that I know for a fact I don't have any insulin on board when I fall asleep. That's made a big difference for me. Because I don't, I mean, I can't even tell what insulin I have on board unless I log it myself. Yeah. Being on shots, I mean. But like little steps like that. I think you, I mean, I need to this is a lot of work. But for me, in these kinds of things, it's just like experiment. So it's like. I know we're so different. For the next three days, eat dinner at 6.30. Don't take, and then just see what happens by the time you go to bed. And if that does anything. Okay, and then, but say, so let me ask you this. If I eat dinner and I get insulin for dinner and then in three hours or four hours I'm getting ready for bed and I test and I'm high am I not supposed to get a correction before I go to sleep I mean I would give a correction you would but maybe in your yeah yeah me too if I'm high but maybe give less than you normally would and see I guess it's just hard but I think you just need to keep like a like a a literal journal because for me being on a pump I like have all that data so I can go back and look and say, oh, what happened this night? And I know exactly what happened. And then I can look at a few different nights and be like, oh, every time I do this, this happens. Maybe I'll change my insulin to carb ratio. Or maybe I'll change my correction factor or my basal rate. And then, but without knowing what you did, you can't look back and think, oh, last Thursday I went low. Right, because but I told I you my problem. But my problem recently too has been with breakfast. How I do eat the same thing every day. Yeah. And I was just telling you this too is that I should know what is going to happen because I have the Dexcom. Like I was saying, it would be so different if I didn't know that I was going up and then I ate the same breakfast and I got the nor- the same units and I didn't see that up arrow and I didn't know then it would make sense that all these changes were happening or if I'm dropping and I didn't know I was going down because I just tested at 100 and I didn't know it was 100 double down and then I get insulin and I go low, that would make sense. You know what I'm saying? I, I tend For to, me, I see a straight arrow, so I'm going to get my, my I'm going to cover exactly my breakfast. Yeah. And what doesn't make sense is that by the time I get to work, I'm either high or low. And it's like, why is that happening when I'm getting my, unless my insulin to carb ratio changed, but it's like such a small amount, it's two units. I can't do 1.5 units. Yeah. So if I do one, then I'm going to go high. Like, I know we talk about this every episode. I feel like it's just like the same. Maybe I just need to change. Maybe I just need to stop eating that because it's. Uh, I mean, I tend to eat the same thing for breakfast all the time. I know, until but I get you to a are, point. You're good at what you do. I know, do. But, but I'll get to a point where it's like a similar situation as you. Like I would eat a banana for breakfast every morning. And then at a certain point, like, oh, I'm going high all the time from bananas. I'll change to something else. Maybe our bodies get but, like. But I think the thing is, like, even though we're doing the same thing, our body's constantly changing. Right. Do you know what have? As a- you age. As your things change, yeah. your metabolism changes as you gain weight or lose weight, build muscle, lose muscle. Well, I've been all of that's tweaking everything, and so for me, like being a co-founder of Type One Run, who runs every single day, and you're gonna try and get me an exercise right now. Yeah, right, right now. In front of all these people. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just get up and start jogging in place for the rest of the episode. Um, you know, I weigh myself every morning and I f- see where I'm at and I know like, oh, if I'm building muscle or losing weight, 
like that's tweaking little things. It's the same way, right? Your basal rates change over time. You would think, oh, I figured out my basal uh, rate. It's the same thing things. forever. It's like it is. You're right when you're talking about our bodies changing. I have worn the same type of contact lenses since like middle school. Mm-hmm. These like Acu, whatever these AccuView like Oasis lenses. Recently, a couple months ago, not, a, not an ad, not an ad. But if you want to sponsor us, but I don't use you anymore. So <laughs> oh, never mind. I I wear them, and they're like the ones you can change every two weeks. A couple months ago, a month ago, every night my eyes started like burning, and every morning I'd put the, my contacts in, and my it, I it would hurt so bad I'd have to take them out. And I was having to wear my glasses every day, and I'm like, this doesn't make sense. So I'd open a new pack and I'd put them in, and they would still hurt like a brand new pack. I'm like, this this is so strange. So I finally went to my eye doctor, and I like was out of contacts anyway, and I was like, is this a thing that happens because I can't seem to put these contacts like in? Become immune and to it. yes, she that's what she said. She yeah. said after a certain what I've been wearing them for at least ten years. She goes after a certain amount of time, your eyes don't accept the same the texture or like whatever is used yeah. to make them. So I had to get a whole different brand because my eyes like I can't wear the same lenses because my eyes have changed or become immune to whatever it is that's on the those ones. Yeah. yeah. But that's kind of the same thing, and right? You're on, so you switch brands, and yeah. everything's the same, or everything's better. It's better. It's not perfect. Yeah, nothing's perfect. Nothing's perfect. But yeah, it's better. Hmm. I just had a switch. So yeah, what I'm getting from this conversation already is like, I just need if I'm getting frustrated because I'm eating the same breakfast and I can't seem to figure it out, I need to eat. I need to do something switch different. Switch it up. Because yeah. I'm gonna be frustrated every single day unless I make a decision to change it. Yeah. Well, what do you eat now? I have a piece. Of toast, one piece of toast. It's either Ezekiel bread or this like diabetic lifestyle bread. Laugh all you want. I'm laughing. And I poach two eggs, and I put the eggs on top of the toast with some ghee. Sometimes I put smoked gouda cheese on it. So good. And then I have a cup of coffee. So the bread's 15 grams. Yeah. So what I do is get two units because I go up from coffee. Do Some, yeah, if I'm running a high, if I'm above 150, I'll get it before I eat. But I was tending to go so low that now, then I started getting it after. But it's like, I can't. But, but it's, it's not consistent. No, nothing, nothing. It doesn't matter like when I'm bolus or what. Yeah. It's like I'm either dropping or going high. I don't usually stay steady after. So I think I need to just completely stop eat, what eating What I started that. doing is I'll eat because I'll have like a banana and like eggs and coffee. And what I'll do is I'll eat like my eggs first and then when, when I bolus and then while I'm eating that, that's kind of like my pre-bolus and then like 10 minutes later, like I'll watch my Dexcom and like if it's starting to like, you know, level off or whatever it's doing, um, then I'll eat the banana. Because I find like if I if I like eat that those carbs right away, oh. it just like hits my yeah, system my like a shock. Is, it's low glycemic. Now that we after we talked about eyes, my my eyes are so sensitive. Like now they hurt because I was talking about contact lenses. If anyone wants to sponsor me for LASIK eye surgery, let me know. <laughs> now they're okay. bothering me. So what should I eat for breakfast now? Eat eggs. I need carbs in the morning. Just eat carbs later when you get to work. Like what? At lunch? I don't no, know. Like, no, like like physically when you get there, have some bread. Have you a ba- break a piece of toast to work. And have a, but have like banana. I don't like bananas. Apple? Sure. I mean, I, 
I'm not gonna. Okay, so let's let's talk about um, what. What you wanted to talk about? Food. Yeah. It's a pretty good segue. Cause, yeah, yeah, because yeah. we're already there, my friend. Yeah. So. Because this is actually what I'm doing. Here's the thing about food. Let us let's tell you something about food. So I feel like. I don't even know this is what I feel like. There's a lot of people with type one who don't believe you should eat carbs. Say so that's pretty. There are, accurate. I would say this. There are a lot of people with type one that feel the less carbs you eat, the more control you have. Yeah. The Maybe. idea being, and this was something that I think that was popularized by Dr. Bernstein. The less variables. Yeah. If, if your blood sugars are going crazy from carbs making you go up and insulin making you go down. Which is what I'm going through. <laughs> which is what you're going through. Eliminate the carbs. And now you don't have the carbs potentially pushing you up and you don't have that extra insulin potentially right. pushing you down. You're sort of like eliminating. There, there was a metaphor saying like, say you're driving on the freeway or you're driving on the street and there's a mm -hmm. bunch of cars and trucks on the road your chances of getting in an accident are way higher than if you're the only car on the road. Saying that like all the trucks are like your food and the carbs that you're eating. But yeah. if it's just you and there's like not all those outer forces, then you're safe. Yeah. I've read that a few times. I like, that's an interesting. Yeah, that's how they view it. Like the more you eat or the more carbs you eat, yeah. there's the more danger, like the more like the caution way, signs. The way I would view it which I think people won't, not all people will agree with, is that the carbs are the fuel in your car. And if you don't have the carbs, your car's you're not going anywhere. Okay. And then okay. you're not going to get in a crash because you're stuck in that parking lot. <laughs> well, it's like you won't, get, you won't die if you don't leave the house kind of thing. I mean, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that humans evolved eating carbs and every eats, you guys Craig is in the best shape of anyone I've ever seen and he eats so many carbs I, it's actually crazy to watch so that's kind of what I'm getting at I mean you look at any you talk to any nutritionist and they're going to tell you that your body needs carbs it's the main source of fuel for your body if your blood sugar goes low what do you do you eat carbs you can't have a low carb life as type 1 anyways you can't get rid of carbs you're not going to correct your lows with almonds yeah but they think if they're not getting in some carbs and you won't go low. Yeah, but then you can't exercise either because then you're at risk of going low. If you just sit in the box all day and do nothing, then yeah. you'll never have to go low or high. So, so that's one thought. My other thought is, um, and this is from, like I said, someone who runs and exercises a lot. We get it, the way <laughs> I Well, the way I sort of approach all of this stuff is I, I, I don't, and this is how I trained for my first marathon. The thought in my mind was my blood sugar is okay, so I'll keep running. And as soon as I start to go low, then I'll eat. But why would I eat before I start going low? Why would yeah, like, like, why, well, yeah, why would I? My blood sugar is fine. I'm not going to eat. I'm going to go high. Right. That was my logic. I, I get that. What I later but. realized is when you're running a marathon, 26 miles, uh, over several hours, your body needs energy. And if you don't eat, 
you will find yourself no longer moving forward. Your body needs that energy because you got to replenish it. Um, so I was, I was training for a marathon and I was like fitting it around diabetes. Like what would As I do? As we if probably all, do all things in our yeah, life. Yeah, like if, if my, my number one goal is keeping my blood sugars in range, how do I do that? Um, and eventually when I learned better, that changed to how do I make my diabetes fit my exercise I and what my body should be doing. And looking at what a quote unquote normal, a, a insulin abled body is doing and finding a way to make that work. And so when I did my triathlon. Last weekend? Oh no, no, no. the Ironman. Uh, the Iron half Ironman mm-hmm. earlier in the year. Um, I was training like by testing food and different things to figure out what I could do to keep eating and keep my blood sugars in range. That was to me was almost more of my training than actually training for the actual, the actual swimming, biking and running, um, which kind of sucks. You know, if you think about it, like normal people don't have to think about that. Um, but it was, my blood sugars were amazing. And I'm not saying that to show off. Like I finished and I was like, oh my gosh, like I will never run a race. So what did you do? This well. Um, I used uh, very low glycemic carbs. These things Such called Ucan bars, which I've since had to not eat anymore, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> Talking about how that's our bodies change. Um <laughs> These Ucan bars, and I basically ate one before I started, and I ate one every single hour on the hour. What? How many carbs were them? Um, each one's about 24 grams of carbs. You ate one every hour? Every hour on the hour, no boluses. I had a, a temp basil of minus, it was either minus 50 or minus 80%, I'd have to check. Um, and then at one point when I was biking, um, I was like just biking flat and I was like starting to creep up. And so I sort of turned down, turned off my temp basil, mm-hmm. started coming back down, turned it back on. Never went over 190, uh, never went below 100. And I was out there for like seven hours. And I came back and it, I want a slow clap for you right now. <laughs> and I was impressed. Um, I'm sure I'm not the only person to have ever done that and done well. James did a whole. You know, uh, who we weren't going to talk about, (laughs) uh, who also did uh, the triathlon. He did the Olympic distance. He did a completely different thing where he basically took took off his pump, gave himself like three units or no, one unit, something like that. He gave himself some insulin, ate a gel and then ate a gel every like 30 minutes or something like that or every hour. And every time he tested, he was like between 90 and 110. He was like perfect the oh. entire time. Completely different strategy, but he was doing the same thing where he, w- he was eating every time because he needed to eat to fuel his body. Right. Um, now I find totally, not really off topic, but just similar to what we were talking about before. Now I find that if I eat these same bars and work out, no, I go, I go low. Oh. I'm not getting enough fast acting carbs. It's too slow. It's too low glycemic. So now I've started eating these Nature's Valley fruit and nut bars. I can buy like 48 of for like six bucks at Costco, which is great because they're so much cheaper than the UCAN bars. So I just eat this like granola bar and then I go work out and I'm fine. 
So this was a very long yeah, story. What were we talking about? We were talking about food. Food. So I so I <laughs> wanted to fuel my body the way it should. I feel like my body should be fueled to perform as a human. Yes. Not as a diabetic. I'm still a human body. And the only thing that's changed is that I'm not producing insulin. Everything else still works. My eyes work. My nose works. I can walk. I can talk. Um, Sometimes they're a little crazy, but. Yeah. Aren't we all? <laughs> the only thing different is that I'm not producing this insulin. Yeah. And so I think, and this is probably something I used to think before. There was a phase where I was like eating very low carb because I was just getting very frustrated. Well, that's with my go-to. Like it just this, after this week, I'm like, that's it. I'm done. Done. Done with carbs. Gone. It's not worth it because my, my thought process is it's never worth it. The carbs are never worth it? Yeah. So I stopped eating carbs and I started getting back into eating carbs. And what got you to <laughs> go back into eating them after you stopped? I don't think I think I I think I just needed the energy. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, I don't know how low carb I was, but I was definitely eating like a lot less. Um, and so I guess what what I realized is that food is not the enemy. Yeah. The the what I was thinking is that the problem is food is making my blood sugar go high. Mm-hmm. But that's not the what's making my blood sugar go high. What's making my blood sugar go high is not having enough insulin. The problem isn't what you're putting in your body. The problem is food wise or not enough food. The problem is the insulin. You look at a normal person compared to a person with diabetes. It's not like we eat food and it makes our blood sugar go high and they eat food and their blood sugar doesn't, doesn't go high. You give a normal person a big bowl of frosted flakes, their blood sugar goes up. Their body just can produce insulin and bring it back down till they're normally in range. It can just do it faster because- What a weird concept. The pancreas is tied right into the bloodstream, blah, blah, super fast, right? They don't have this like 30 minute delay, yada, yada, yada. Um, and all the other, you know, variables we have to deal with. Mm -hmm. So when I looked at it that way, I was like, okay, the issue is the insulin and getting the insulin dialed in right. And that's hard, right? It's really hard. And it's easier to just cut out the carbs and eliminate that problem solving. But it was a very different mindset to think about like what was the actual problem. And so, you know, the hard part of it's make like sure you how, pre-bolus. It's like how those air fresheners that just um, cover, up cover the, smell. the smell and it doesn't get yeah. rid of it. Yeah. It's still there. <laughs> I'm just here for the metaphors. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> However good or bad they may be, they're just there. I, didn't, I, never said, I never said they would be good. So, yeah. So that's, I guess, my mindset on as I of right now that. and and it's admittedly a lot more work i mean you have to basal test and you have to get that right right trial and error and trial. and know like what different types of carbs do your body like you know if i eat a sweet potato and i pre-bowls for 15 minutes ahead of time i'm gonna go low but if i do the same thing with ice cream i'm fine 
like I got a pre-wolves for that. See, I think. But it's knowing these things. But the thing is, you'll you'll still you'll still go through these problems in your normal type one life. Like things are going to happen. You will probably eat ice cream at some point, or you'll eat something that you don't know. And it's only that experience of trial and error that will let you. Because not every, not every, not, not every, it's not a, always you a black and white situation. You also don't eat out a lot. You cook a lot mm. of the majority of your meals. Yeah. But you still do go out. That's what's hard for me is but when I'm eating and I'm. Going out's always just a crapshoot because you don't know what's in it. See, you, you have the personality where you, I mean, you did say it's like a lot of work, but once you put the work in, you're like only benefiting from it. Where I like get so frustrated that my blood sugars are being crazy that I'm just like, forget it. Just stop. Not even like stop eating carbs. I'm just like, this is stupid. I'm just going to keep doing like, it's like I, for me, I feel like. Me like there's putting, no light at the end of the tunnel. Well, yeah. But uh, what I'm trying to say is like, I'm so mad at diabetes that I don't even want to give it like the time of day. So I'm like, I'm not going to put all this extra work into yeah. this thing that's hurting me so much where it's like, well, okay, just wait a second. Maybe if you were to, it wouldn't be hurting you so much yeah. because you you and diabetes would have a much better understanding of each other. And I think part of the issue is also that every decision and I'm lazy. stacks on its, itself, right? If you it's if like your basal snow, rate's like wrong, yeah, if your basal rate's wrong, yeah. then well, just so putting, much fine-tuning. putting a wrong insulin-to-carb ratio or a wrong correct yeah. factor on top of that just exacerbates it. And I haven't been to a doctor in a really long time, to, and my Lantus has been the same dose for a long time. I mean, it could be you're going high at night because it's too high. Or the too only low time I've or... ever changed my Landis is when Craig has told me to. <laughs> what, was those were those good? Yeah. Now I now I feel bad. No, no, no. Because you're having all these <laughs> Yeah, you emotions. you did this. No, I think it was for the better. I'm excited to go see a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Because maybe I do need those little tweaks. I have no it's hard idea. to know that yourself. I'm only here. Hard to look at it like objectively in big picture when you're right. just seeing the day to day. Like, oh, I went Micro low today. Analyzing. Yeah, like if today I'm like, oh, I went low after eating breakfast. Uh, my insulin carb ratio is wrong, and obviously that's not the case. Just right. something else happened. Yeah, and the problem I'm is not that there's so many of those little anymore, things. But I, d- yeah, I definitely need to start making some proactive decisions, so yeah. I'm not just like. Taking all these lateral moves and getting the same results. So the mindset and for the me is like the same results as in different results. Every yeah. Time. So some some people might like sit down at a restaurant and say a Mexican restaurant. You get that free chips and salsa, mm-hmm. and you're like, and you eat those chips and you go high and you're like, oh well, that was an error in my judgment. I failed because I gave in to eating these carbs. And the solution would be don't let them put chips on the table, give the chips to the table next to you, pour the chips out on the floor, put them far away just from smash you. them with your hands so you can't <laughs> pick any up. Them. Yeah. Have someone else spit on them. <laughs> um, and that's not the issue. Like, You're saying there's the a, chips there's a, there's aren't a, the issue. Them, you wanting to eat chips isn't the problem. Just give yourself insulin and then eat the chips. And now you've solved the problem. Like I go to a Mexican restaurant and I know there's going to be chips. So while I'm waiting to get seated or as soon as I sit down, I'm like, I'm going to give myself a few units. 
and then that's sort of like my, my chip insulin. And I know yeah. I'm not going to just eat chip a whole thing of chips at once. I'm going to slowly eat it over the course of, you know, while I we order. And yeah, but I think again, and maybe this is, maybe I do really need to start logging my insulin. Because I think for me, I would think the same thing and be like, okay, I'm going to get three units before I sit down. The next thing I know, my food comes and I get like a full dose for that and then next thing i know i've gotten three shots in one meal and i'm just stacking stacking yeah. stacking and then i i, I mean i definitely over. sit down and when my meal comes and i think like okay how many chips did i eat did exactly I, did i eat and i'm just like oh more food equals more insulin yeah. and i don't do that whole like let me subtract what i already have yeah because i'm and if you're like still high right maybe you're correcting twice you know what i'm gonna i need to download one of those apps again when I first got back on pens, what was it last year? I was like so motivated and I got, I forgot what app I got. And I was logging everything. You know how long that lasted? Probably day. four days. I was like everything. I was like, this is how much insulin I have on board. Yeah. I would put in the amount of carbs I'm eating and it would tell me that I'm like, this is, I just hate, I'm just like, I just feel like diabetes is so much work. And then I'm like, I don't want to have to put in but, even more. But I think it's looking at the, it's giving yourself the mindset that it's actually, Making it le less work. Yeah, I know. You are you're right. Because guess what, folks, we agree again. <laughs> you're, you're, you're putting in the time ahead of time. You're right. To make it easier in the long run. And that long run isn't like ten years from now. I mean, that could be next week. Like yeah. you could start logging numbers today and by next week you see a trend and you make right. a change. And, and now sure you're I'm sleeping through every night. I'm probably doing something so blatantly wrong. And then if I were to log in, I'd be like, I've been doing this every yeah. day. No I mean, wonder we're a little I can't study. Because I'm on a pump and you're on long acting. So I yeah. can tweak things a little more. But I kid you not, yesterday, I think it was yesterday, I changed my basal rate overnight by like 0 0.05 units because I was waking up low at like mm. 4 or 5 a.m. And I look at the Dexcom and I saw that I would go to bed and I'd be 120, 130, and it would slowly come down at 4 a.m. It would wake me up. And I'm like, well, I didn't eat anything. I didn't give any boluses. I didn't give any corrections. It must just be my base work. So I make one tiny little change, like the tiniest, like so much, so little insulin, you think it wouldn't even make a I difference. Wish, yeah. And then I'm fine. I'm flat. I wish my Dexcom was also like a mini pump and it could just administer um, a basal rate along with being a sensor. Then you would just need a pump. You could just get a pump. <laughs> no, I don't want that. That's another thing. everything built in. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm excited that the G6 apparently has this urgent low predictive warning thing. You oh, yeah. This? Like in 30 minutes, you're going to be yeah. urgent low. It's like, by the way, you're going to be low soon. Do something by about the it. Way. I wish it would do it for other things, like not just urgent lows. Like, oh, by the way, you're going to be high in 30 minutes right. if you keep this up. Or like, or just life things. Like, oh, by the way, you're going to be late for work if you, um, you just need stop to like, at the gas station. That'll be next, the G7. So, so maybe go the night before. That's what I need. I need a to give me life advice. You need a personal assistant. <laughs> that's also your continuous glucose monitor. Yeah. I need someone just to log my shot. Just a guy named a, a guy named Dexter who just walks around behind you, holding yes, your that's what receiver, I need. and yeah. just does everything for you. I need someone to um, just have a phone, their own phone with the app on it, and they I just tell them what I did, and they just they just follow me around. Yeah, I mean that's Is that too much to ask. I mean that's essentially 
from a diabetes standpoint, what an artificial pancreas uh, wants to be. I don't think it's there yet. I don't think it will ever be there. But maybe that's something we say for a... A later date. Yeah. The next I feel time like we this do has an episode like, in a month. Yeah, I feel I like think this has been a kind of a happy episode. I feel like, it's, I feel like this episode Very is a little hopeful. slower. Maybe. I, feel, I was just going to say this feels like we're ending on like like a very no, like, hopeful. No, I think so too. I'm and we kind we tend to alternate like a hopeful episode with a very like depressing a super one. Depressing one. So yeah. maybe the next one should just be like how there's no hope for the future. Yeah, we'll we'll give them a little hope and then pull it back the next yeah. time around. No, yeah, every episode has been so different. I'm obviously, yeah. I mean, I'm You're obviously what fucking exhausted from last night. Yeah. So I feel like my energy is a little low. And I wish I could express more like that. Like, I really do want to make some changes and I'm excited for it. But I feel like my emotions aren't coming out in the tone of my voice. But I feel like it's not a thing that's super excited about. Like, no one's like, oh, my God, I'm going to basal test tomorrow. (laughs) That's not. Get ready, guys. I'm excited to like, okay. Get it under control. Yeah. I'm excited to not feel like shit every day. But it's, uh, yeah. Uh, What? No, I'm going to say, like, energy-wise, like, it's hard to be like, oh, my gosh, guys, I'm so oh, excited. Right. I'm not going to feel I'm terrible. I'm just, like, getting to the point where because I when you're, when you're don't remember what it feels like to have sleep. a normal day. Yeah, definitely sleep. And it's funny, like, I nanny, and I'm always like, oh, my God, this sucks. Like, how do you get any sleep as a mom? Just, like, knowing what it's like having a baby in the next room. And I'm like, well, I kind of have an idea of what it's like to yeah. be woken up throughout the night. Yeah. Garrett's prepared for a child. <laughs> oh, my God. He will never sleep. Hashtag poor Garrett. No, that wasn't what I was saying, the sleep thing. I'm saying just, like, high and low blood sugars and always being stressed about it. Like, when I actually – wait, I don't know if I should say – there are people that I've met that have really poor control of their diabetes, and honestly, I probably can be doing the, exactly what they're doing, but yeah. I'm just, like, you know, seeing it when I see it from the outside. And I'm like, oh my god! If only you could see what it what it's like to have your blood sugars in range, then you'll know what it's like to feel like. Yeah. How many times can I say like in one sentence? Let's I always try. compare it. Here's another metaphor. I always compare it to when you don't know you need glasses and you put glasses on for the first time, and you're like, oh my Very god, this is clear. what I've been missing out on. There's people that are high every single day, and I'm like, you know that you cannot feel like because I feel such a distinct high like symptoms yeah. like in my mouth and like the. And I'm like, you know, there's a, you don't have to feel that if you just make changes. Like, I say that to people. And I'm like, okay, now I'm the one that doesn't have to feel like this. And then, of course, it just this is this other snowball effect of I'm just always stressed about being high and low. So then that's just taking over my life. Yeah. Yeah. What did I do the other day? I, my Dexcom <laughs> kept going off saying I was high. And I was, like, not even registering it that it's, like, telling me I'm high so that I should do something about it. I was just so annoyed. My phone kept going off. And I'm, like, I would, like, yell at my phone. I'm, like, I get it. I'm high. And I'd, like, turn my phone on silent. I would, like, turn on do not disturb. But everything and, except correcting for the Right, mind. right, right. I, but that was the last thing on my mind was to get a shot of insulin. I'm just, yeah. like, shut up. You don't have to keep telling me. Because I wasn't that high. It was, like, 150 and then 160. And I was, like, why did I ever lower my high alert? I'm, yeah. like, this is so ridiculous. I can't even get through, like, a conversation without my watch fuzzing my thing. And then finally, I was like, oh, my God, Laura, just get a fucking shot. And I did. And guess what? It stopped alerting me because I wasn't high anymore. But I was just like so fed up with this thing going off so often. I wish I could change. Actually, you probably can change the frequency. But but I I think what's important, maybe most important, 
with this I like the way you say important. 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 Say button. Button. Oh my God. What? Important. 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 <laughs> I think what's... <laughs> important. Most interesting <laughs> and maybe most significant about this. This episode or this topic? Uh, Both. I guess we'll see. Leave us a comment on what you think it is, <laughs> this topic or this <laughs> episode. Um, it's that you want to make a change. I and do. you've And I, however long it took or whatever, but you're at this point now where you're sitting here also staring yeah. at me saying. <laughs> are you, and this is recorded. I was going to just said, are you recording this yeah. conversation? Oh, my God. Oh, change? my God. Is this thing on? Okay. You know what else? And you're, and you're yeah. saying like this. There's an and it takes a while. Like if things are bad for you to just sort of like accept it so and think it'll change. Right. But then they get to the point where you're like, this is not going to change unless I do something about it. Yeah. Also, because there's good. also that bad spot where it's like things are bad and you don't care. Like right. you were saying. And that's kind of, yeah. And then you have to get I'm through kind of that waver and be in between. Like, you haven't given up all hope. And you're like, no. I want to make a change. But also and I, I think, want to be better. Yeah. I think the reason why it's taken so long for me to do anything is because it's been such a gradual thing. It's not like one day I was just like. Well, never. Is. I know, but th- it wasn't like I had this wake-up call where I hit rock bottom. It's just been like every day I'm like, wait, Last this night, happened yesterday. 20, wait, this happened yesterday. 23 is kind of like rock that bottom. That was crazy. Like literal rock bottom. I know. How low can that one drop me to read? I was going to say something else. Oh, 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 oh. Also, I do, I think also, there are times when I like finally go see my endo and I'm like, I put everything into it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this app and I'm going to log everything and it's going to change everything. And that's when I'm like super OCD about it and mm-hmm. like do everything. And then when I notice that I'm not getting like instant results, yeah. then I get disappointed and I kind of revert back to my old ways. But I think I've been like jaded so many times by that thought process where like now I'm at a point where I can accept that like, okay, this is going to like take time to figure out, but just yeah. like do one change at a time and, and not put like all my eggs in one basket and be like, okay, I'm going to make this change then everything what? is going to be yeah, better. You, you know expect, what I'm saying? Yeah. Because that's how I am. I'm a very extreme person. You want instant gratification. I, yep. I gave myself one less unit of Atlantis. I'm going to be 100 all day. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So I need to accept like the reality. Story of my life. And I think for a lot of people, like you were saying, who might be high all the time or low all the time or, or just something, you know, just it's getting to the point where you're like, okay, I don't want this anymore. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to mean, oh, they're waking up every night and they're just like tired of that. It's just getting to the point where you're just like, okay, like I'm, but it's such I like want to put human- the time in. To, like, take control of it's this. It's such human behavior. It's, like, people that are extremely overweight just from their eating alone. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, I'm just eating all day and I'm gaining weight. And I got to a point, like, where I just don't care. But, like, they hate that they're gaining weight. But they can't stop eating. Wait, I really did have a point about this. But the way you lose oh, you have that to, weight. Yeah, you have to make a change. Is that Sorry, you. Sorry, that, that didn't really land. A bad metaphor. <laughs> I'm going to try and save it for you. Please. So what you then do is you get a nap and you start counting your calories and you start exercising. And so you know you're not overeating. You know you're getting your 30 minutes of exercise a day. And that's how you begin to lose weight. You don't – it's not an you know, oh, right. instant fix of, 
oh, I stopped eating a donut for breakfast. Everything's fine. It's putting in the constant effort. But when you do that and it becomes habit, I think it doesn't seem as much of a burden as it does when you first start. Yeah, I guess the darker or the the more – like right now I feel like I'm so overwhelmed by all the bad that that's why it's so, it feels like so much work. It's like I'm really down deep and it's like I have this huge hole to dig myself out of. But I guess you're right. Once you put the work in, you're at you're on ground level. Yeah. How's that for a metaphor? It's okay. I don't know if that's really. Come a on, metaphor. you're in the bottom, and then you have to dig yourself up. But then there's no work to be done because you're already standing at the yeah. top. Yeah. Well, that's one of my best ones. We need to end. On, let's end on that metaphor. Okay. Let's let everyone take that one. In. Do I need to explain it again? No. It wouldn't be good if I had to explain it three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bedtime so uh i guess that's it for I feel high right. yeah I'm this sorry. week's episode oh yeah uh, do you want to are we gonna finish that before we end no Range is a production of Beta Cell and it's produced by me and Laura. Craig does all of our recording and editing. Subscribe to Beta Cell wherever you listen to podcasts to get out of range downloaded automatically onto your phone every week. Love what we do? Support us on Patreon and we'll send you some swag. Visit betacellpodcast.com forward slash supporters for more info. I feel like we should do something special for our supporters. The two of them? No, we've got more now. Oh, well, this is news. We're up to what should we do? four supporters. Maybe we should give them some bonus, like, behind-the-scenes video content. Oh, my God, our blooper reel. We never released that. That Should we send it to them? Yeah. Okay. And We're going to send you something fun. And I think every time we record, we should send something special to our supporters. Okay. I'm Craig. I'm Laura. And this is Out, out of Range. range.